The Money Show. Business Unusual. With Colin Cullis. Business Unusual brought to you by Workforce Staffing. Is your business simply surviving or are you thriving with Workforce Staffing's agile solutions? Visit workforcestaffing.co.za to learn more. And Colin Cullis this evening, this weird idea that you can subscribe to extra services for your car. And it's quite a novel idea, and I suppose, in a world of AI, in a world of 5G, in a world of greater connectivity than ever before, Colin Cullis, you should be able to download bits of software for when you need it. So if in the coldest month of the year you prepare to spend a bit on heated seats or a better heater or, I don't know, demisters for the back window of the car, I suppose it makes sense that you should be able to download a bit of software that gives you limited usage. And then in summertime, um, you maybe ramp up your air conditioning. I don't know how this works. Explain, please, in the world of business unusual when it comes to car feature subscriptions. I, like you, Bruce, uh, thought that it made kind of sense. But uh, this particular feature, or one of the particular features, when it was uh, released about a week ago, not that it's new, but when it got wind of, certainly in the U.S. press, people certainly acted quite negatively. And the idea was BMW would charge you to turn on or enable your heated seats. And people went to town thinking, well, that's just crazy. I bought the seat. It's, it's, it's a heated seat. How must I possibly, why must I possibly pay BMW extra for that? And even worse, decide if I'm going to be paying monthly for it or for three months or, or whatever else. Um, but, but the truth is, and why it is actually a business unusual sort of thing, is because we have passed, I think, that peak disruption period, which I put sort of 2007 to 2011. That's when the real big new stuff happened. What we've had since is the improved and the, the specialized. So uh, some weeks ago, we were talking about dating apps. You didn't just meet people. Now you can go and meet on a specialized dating app, just those who love beards. And if that's your thing, well, you'll be able to find other people and they'll tell you how close they are to you, what age they are. Do they just, you know, obviously not both people in the party would be able to grow beards. So some people love the look of beards or stroking beards or growing beards. Who knows? The specialization. And so this effectively is a continuation of that with car manufacturers are probably the original innovators slash catch up with the times. And, 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 and so it goes on uh, with BMW being in the firing line. They actually announced this way back in 2020. Back then, people had other things on their plates. They didn't care about BMW doing these things. But they rolled it out to various markets in 2022. South Africa is one of them. I think it's been here for a good couple of months, actually. Um, and, and we didn't make too much of a fuss about it. But it did reach uh, certainly the U.S. press and, and lots of the late night shows. Had lots and lots of fun about it. And actually, Trevor Noah did a great job on The Daily Show doing it. So let me, let me have you, let me have him reflect on it uh, for you. That's lovely. <laughs> It is. I must just add uh, a little caveat for those who might be listening on podcast that they won't actually hear that clip because Aww. we can't really put it in the podcast. But I'll put the link necessary. I'll put Thank the link you. in the descriptions of this thing uh, for those that can do it. So he makes some points. You know, you don't always use this stuff, so why pay for it? But it kind of goes right back to those early days of Ford where they used to have that idea that says you can have any color you want as long as it's black. Because, of course, when you come to manufacturing, the fewer things you have to manufacture means, one, it'll cost you less. Two, you only have to produce that thing. And three, when it comes to logistics these days of trying to get a variety of models to a variety of places on the expectation of what some buyer might want, depending on they want it with the heated seats or without it. And then this color and with that trim and with these bumpers, but not that. It really does get quite boggling. Um, and, and difficult for people to have to handle it. And again, once upon a time, it was principally, you, you built a model, 
it was sold by a, a, a you know, sort of a very encouraging salesperson. And what the salesperson would do is they use ads to get you to come and visit the dealership for this baseline car model. And then they tell you about all the cool extra features you could get, upsell you that, make their profit and have you walk out there with a car you didn't actually want. And they made the sale. I recall at one point, somebody told me that if I could buy this model car for that price, and then the extra, the fancier model version would include a cigarette lighter. Now, I thought that was just ridiculous that a cigarette lighter could be considered as a feature in a car. And certainly when cigarette lighters were, were, were set that way, when car charging, you know, the phone, phone charging wasn't. Getting a USB in there took longer to arrive than, than people aftermarket selling you a cigarette lighter adapter to charge your phone. And again, that is kind of because there are lots of different phones. So what what charging speed are you going to put in there? And imagine the poor manufacturer says, well, we put the high-speed charger in because people like that sort of thing. And somebody connected an old phone and it overcharged it and it started a fire. Or this phone didn't connect to that particular plug or all of those other things. Thankfully, now they're more or less getting uh, to sort that out. But it hasn't stopped you know, the different models that we have. So you've got the SUVs and the compact SUVs, and then you've got all these other versions. I couldn't even tell you what they all are. Nevertheless, there is value then for manufacturers to say, okay, let's make fewer differences between the car models and shift to selling the access to it as the actual service. And I would argue it's a good thing. If you uh, buy your car, it has heated seats. You, you can't afford them now and you don't think you want them, so you don't bother with it. Couple of months in, you can imagine, uh, your lovely car representative will be contacting you and say, we're coming up for winter and we'd like to offer you this one month, uh, free access to the heated seats so you can see just what that might, uh, how much it might help you. So you give it a go. And if you do like it, well then fine, pay, get it and you got it. You don't have to sell the car to get heated seats. Uh, I find myself sometimes never wanting a new car, but liking those upgrades so that the radio used to be a regular radio, <laughs> then it had a tape deck, then it had a CD and now it's got a full screen. Basically, I'm changing my car for that part. And that is stupid. I shouldn't do that. Uh, and so this is the sort of uh, 50-50. But then it doubles down to become even more useful. Because you see, most, not most, many people buy cars on lease. They actually bought the car on, as a rental anyway. They bought it as a, as a subscription anyway. So when it gets returned now to the fleet owner, they're thinking, oh, well, this particular guy went for the absolute basics. It's really hard to sell those basics ones. So much better had they sold him. A fancy one, switched off everything. He used it for the time he wanted. It didn't drive it too much. The mileage is still low. You sell it to the next person. They do want all those mod cons. You simply switch it all on. And the best uh, sector that will benefit from all of this switch on, switch off would be rental companies. Now they don't have to try and sell you a very expensive top of the line model. And you always buy the cheapy, nastiest, worst thing that you hate driving. They'll sell you the basic one that's cheap, and then you switch on all the little bits and pieces you want. If it's a family and they want the safety, turn on all the ABS, blah, 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 whatever else. If you don't need it, simply turn it off. So for all of those reasons, it actually does make sense. It doesn't necessarily mean it is better because this is where uh, cars start becoming a lot more like phones, where the fact that these are all services means you can always charge after the fact. The retail ability to sell you something becomes predicated not on what it's worth, but what you're willing to pay. And we've done this thing before on um, asymmetric pricing, shall we call it. And the notion here is, uh, certainly with uh, uh, um, phones, uh, you start off with a basic phone, and the next year you've got to sell them uh, another kind of phone. Uh, and so uh, Apple was one of the, the best at this particular thing. They launched their, um, uh, I think it was the 4, iPhone 4, and it came out with a camera, and it came out with the App Store. And one of the first apps that everybody thought was so, so clever was that because it had a camera, it had a flash. And so somebody created an app that simply turned the flash on and they called it a torch. <laughs> and it was the most popular app on the iPhone. 
And then Apple said, yes, we like that. And so the next operating system that came out on the Apple 5 or the 6, I forget now which one it was, came with a button to turn the flash on. The, the torch had moved out of an app and became part of the phone itself. And this has been happening all the time because it's harder and harder for you to need to buy a new phone because the hardware is really good. You don't need to get any better hardware. So they don't really change it. And so what you have now is, you know, you're buying basically the software, you're buying the service. And, and that difference between what is, what is a, a product, what is a service? Well, I'll ask anybody who's using a computer whether or not they pay and they bought Microsoft Windows or if they're using it as a subscription and they're paying every year for access to Word and Excel and whatever else they, they're, they're using. And again, it's not to say it's a terrible thing. It's just that you don't know what the price is. And so here's the final point I will leave with you because this asymmetric pricing would allow you to know something about the person buying it and then determine how much you pay. <laughs> we might see you go to the fuel pump, and if you're driving an XYZ model car, which is worth a lot, the fuel price for you would be X. And if I've got a really old model something else, which suggests I don't really have the wherewithal to pay for it, my fuel price will be less. I will leave it to others to debate if that's a good way to deal with inequalities in this country. Oh, it's my fascinating insight. Thank you, as always. Colin Cullis with Business Unusual, the ability